This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I want to bring on Corey McCartney from the Diamond. This is show he does every Sunday with uh, Grant McCauley right here at 5 o'clock on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, man, your thoughts on what these guys did, or is it kind of a push at this point? We did to them what they did to us on uh, with a home field advantage. Well, I think the thing with this Mets, and good morning, by the way, uh, the thing with the Mets team is can you beat DeGrom and can you beat Scherzer in games in which they start? Uh, they obviously yeah. you know, took down one of those, and that, I think that's the big thing with them because chances are you're, you're not seeing Taiwan Walker in a postseason situation. You're not going to – you know, you may not even see Carlos Carrasco. Chris Bassett's been their third-best pitcher. So can you win those games started by those two? They nearly beat Scherzer. And they nearly they did beat Degrom, so uh, you know obviously you know, a big momentum shift in that way. But um, you know what it takes to beat those guys, and at least you know three out of four. They made things really interesting as we head down uh, you know the stretch and going into September. And it's real fortunate. It doesn't look like we're going to um, go up against Verlander while Houston's in town. So again, this is all just sort of beating the guys you you know you're supposed to beat, and and everything is projected. To, now, hopefully, people will take care of the mess. We don't have to worry about that last series of the year, but. Um, as things are, are playing out, are you confident that this team can make up the ground, or is it going to be one of those where it's sort of a wait and see because the Mets don't just don't seem to be going away? I think it's definitely that. I mean, if you go on, uh, you know, opponents remaining opponents' strength of schedule, uh, there's only two teams that have an easier path the rest of the way than the Mets do, and that's the Cardinals and the the Mariners. So the Mets still got to play the Nationals six times or the Pirates seven times. I mean, they play the A's, the, you know, the Rockies. The, they got five against the Mariners, the Cubs. Um, the, the Braves have, you know, uh, some easy games as well, but their slate is not nearly as easy as the Mets is. So they're going to definitely need some help from some teams that may not necessarily, you know, jump off the page as ones that can help them, which puts even more of an emphasis if things stay tight uh, when we get to that September 30th series at Truist Park. I realize this is a slippery slope, and, and you got to watch what you say, but this is me, and I'm going to just say it right now. i got no problem with a decision that's been made by the organization to move on from Ozuna, given what just happened this past week, now that we have Robbie Grossman. Not because he's, we, don't, we don't have somebody to fill that spot, but we do. 
You got somebody there right now. No, 20 home runs aren't going to come out of Robbie Grossman. But what you have is a better fielder and a guy, when he's at the plate, knows how to work the count a lot better than Azuna. And, you know, you got you got to wonder if they've kind of washed their hands to the, the couple headaches that he's given the organization over the last few years. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, there's still $41 million on the table. You've got options for $16 million for each of the next year, uh, next two years. There's a buyout after that, you know, at a million dollars uh, if they don't pick up an option. So um, there's certainly the, the monetary aspect of it. But, I, you know, I think both from, you know, the image that the team wants to portray and a guy with a track record now, uh, you know, of putting himself and not the team first and, and just, you know, making some, some costly decisions here. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, the, the production it w- hasn't been nearly what it was since 2020, uh, but it's certainly more, it's about more than just the fact that the guy has been able to hit, uh, you know, uh, since he's come out of that pandemic-shortened season. So, um, yeah, certainly it's a, it, it is a difficult situation, I think, for everybody involved. But, you know, I think, you know, ultimately, you know, what do you want your team to represent? And I think I was stunned that he even came back this past season. I figured that was just something that this team, right. where they were headed with the core that they had, didn't want to, you know, be uh, associated with. He came back and had, you know, was given another chance, and now we see where that's led. So, Corey, uh, last night at the Diamond, I mean, on the Diamond at Truist Park, Kyle Wright, after having a week off, comes out, throws a quality start, six innings, only gives up two earned runs, now tied for the Major League League with 15 wins. Should we start considering putting his name in the category for some postseason accolades? I don't know, but I would say it's, it's to that degree. I think he's a very solid pitcher. I think, you know, certainly he, he's a, I'm putting him a step below Max Fried, and I don't think that's, you know, blasphemy saying so, but uh, I think he's become the top five pick that he was expected to be when he was you know, taken out of Vanderbilt. I think it's been a long road to get there. Uh, I think the, the thing with Kyle Wright and the story of Kyle Wright is that we realize that it doesn't come so easy for some of these guys. Um, it takes time. It takes adjustments. It takes you know, going down to Triple A and, and finding yourself again. And while well, this was kind of you know symbolic of what he was able to do in last year's World Series, the, the outing he had last night against the Astros, um, he told me this process actually began that previous July when he was in Gwinnett, and he went back and watched video of himself when he was at Vanderbilt, and you know found himself again with that curveball, and that's been his most destructive pitch this season. So I think this has been a, a real growing year for him. He's been you know. A, one of the, the elite uh, pitchers in baseball this season. And I think the Braves had to be really happy because, you know, there had been some questions on the back end of that rotation. When you solidify things with Kyle Wright, I think it's made them that much better, you know, across the, the, you know, the stretch of that rotation because he's been so effective. That is Corey McCartney from the Diamond is the Show. You can hear him on every Sunday with Grant McCauley, 5 o'clock right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And he's just an incredible Little League manager too. So we'll hear we'll hear the exploits of his kids' whoa, team whoa, whoa, here. Not not little league travel ball. Okay, Tra- I don't know. What that, that's a step okay. up, baby. That's Sorry, a step man. up. I don't know what the things is here. Yeah, okay, see, travel ball. I got to school him for you, Corey. Yeah, all I know okay. is he got to reach in his pocket to pay for that. Little league you ain't got to do that for. So <laughs> travel teams, well, they, you, you they pay get a little bit, just not as much. <laughs> all right, explain how this is going to happen to me, or at least what your thoughts are, because as this last week has played out. Alex Anthopoulos has got a, a, a nugget in his now negotiating arsenal that he didn't have in Vaughn Grissom when it comes to at the end of the season. they got to consider what to do with Dansby and, of course, by extension, Ozzie Albies. I can't remember if he's got one more year or two more years on his current contract. But the point is you've got a middle infielder who stepped in and has done things that 
while people thought he was a great, going to be a, a, a eventual very good player, he has shown right out of the box that he's major league ready. And what does that mean for players whose contracts are coming up as far as those two middle infielders? Yeah, so you've got Ozzy Albies under contract through 2027. So he's got two option years at $7 million apiece for 26 and 27. So Ozzy Albies, I mean, it would be a stunning to see not see him in a Braves uniform uh, until at least through the 2027 season. But okay. um, obviously, Danzy Swanson is going to be a free agent after this season. Um, uh, Anthopoulos was asked about it during the Michael Harris II uh, press conference, and he kind of just came and he, he, you know, qualified it. He said, I'm going to give my standard answer here. We'd love to keep all these players. Um, there had been some discussions, uh, some reports that there are contract negotiations going on between Danby Swanson and the Braves. Uh, I, I'm not sure what, you know, what the Ozuna situation kind of, you know, clouds things a little bit. I doubt you really want to, if there is something close, I doubt you want to go have a press conference now because I don't think Anthopoulos wants to be in front of reporters right now because the Ozuna questions are going to be all over the place on top of whatever he's actually there to talk about. Um, but certainly Vaughn Grissom, you know, has been really, really good, uh, but it's been a really small sample size. And so, you know, Danby Swanson, you know, I think this is a guy who, you know, lives, breathes, wants to be Atlanta. Obviously he has a clothing line wrapped around Atlanta. He's a, you know, a Marietta prospect. Uh, process product, excuse me. Um, I, it's going to be interesting though, because you know the, the market value on him puts it around twenty-two, twenty-three million dollars a year. Can you get him at five, one, ten? I mean, I think that you know if they're talking now, I think they're doing so with the with the understanding that when it goes to the market, in the open market, if he wants to take it that far, I think the Braves are going to take a very similar approach to what they have with Freddie Freeman, which is going to be this is our offer. We don't want to get into a bidding war. So. I think that's why you negotiate now, and I think this is going to be fascinating to see if they can get this done, but he's only six weeks away from potentially entering free agency. So, Corey, before we let you go here on Sports Radio 929 The Game, I want to turn your attention to the bullpen. Kenley Jansen has looked really sharp in his last couple outings, and, uh, you know, the time off that he had got himself together. Talk to me about what you think he's going to be going, going to be for the rest of the season. Is he, is he ready to take us into the playoffs? Yeah, I think it's interesting when you get a Rysel Iglesias because, you know, certainly you've got another guy who has closing experience, but you also have another guy who when you get into high leverage situations where you're not necessarily, you know, and, and Brian Snicker has said that he only wants to use Jansen if they're if they're tied or in the, if they have a the lead. So you've already kind of set aside the fact that, okay, if it's a tight situation and it's not, you know, it, it's a high leverage situation, you don't have to go with Kelly Jansen. You have a Rysel Iglesias. You obviously have A.J. Minter. So I think that the, the fact that the bullpen has so many other options, it allows you to use you know Jansen in situations that you know really is what he's uh, you know born and bred and, and built for. So I think that's why it makes him so effective now is because he has so much options around him, and certainly you know a guy like Iglesias just amps up the, the possibility of what Jansen can do down the stretch. I, I'm, you know that dude just makes me bite fingernails off when I see him. I felt that way when he was a Dodger. I'm feeling this way now. But, but he's looked really sharp the last couple I of hours. Just, I mean, that's cool. But I mean, if I'm feeling this now, imagine what it's going to be like inside in October, in September. We got them close games, and and he gets up there and and, and lays one just flat right well, over the middle of the plate. It's a good thing you don't have no hair. In <sighs> I'm worried. <laughs> Should I not be worried when it comes to postseason time with Kenley Jansen? That's my question. I think if you're okay, if you're okay with post, if you're okay with base runners, because you know, as we saw the other night, yeah, I ain't. I mean, if he gets on, if he gets on, if the guy gets on against him, they're stealing. I mean, yeah. it just seems the delivery is so slow, so methodical. 
um, guys are just taking off. They just take off like crazy against him. And I think that's something you just got to live with the fact that you know, he has a high strikeout rate. He's going to, you know, induce fly balls. Um, you know, he's going to get, I mean, the track record says he gets the job done, but he allows a lot of steals. Yeah, he does. You know, you know, but while we have Corey, you talk about him letting those guys on base. Talk about that heads up fake out play that Vaughn Grissom made the other night when the runner coming in the second, faking like he had the ball or lost the ball. That was a really heads up play for a 21 year old. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the thing, I think the, the craziest thing with Vaughn Grissom and Michael Harris, the second too, is the baseball acumen is just so right. advanced. Yep. I mean, I, obviously, you know, he's scoring from first the other night against the Mets, you know, uh, watching Ron Washington, you know, windmill arm, get you home. is going to help. It's the fact that these guys have just been, you know, so steady. Uh, I think that's, you know, that to me, that's been the, the craziest thing. I mean, I can't imagine. I, I wasn't making good decisions when I was 21 years old. These guys are doing them in front of 20, yeah, but, tens of thousands of people. But, yeah, and that's the thing. Snitker's saying it. These guys are playing like they're playing in, in, in not the backyard, but out at the playground. They're playing playground baseball where you're doing all kinds of crazy stuff with your friends out there, and they're incorporating that into their major league play. Listen, I'm telling you, it ain't Freddie Freeman level, but if they make a decision to where they put Vaughn Grissom part of a package because they've locked in they've locked in Dansby and they've got Ozzy, and, of course, there's no other spot for him, you're not going to move him to the outfield, uh, people are going to start to walk into traffic if you let this kid go. So they have got to find a way. Luckily, there's an opportunity for a DH situation, but then, you know, do you want him there? You want you want that kind of talent in everyday lineup. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the tricky situation, right, because you have so many athletic guys that you can find spots for, and it's like you have a hole in the outfield. I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe you know things stored up and, and Ozzy comes back. Maybe you start to get him some reps out there, just I because you, you just like they saw they did back in the day with Chipper Jones. You got to find a way to keep a bat in the lineup. And if that's the best way, and you want a power bat at DH, that may be the best way for ultimately you find a way for Vongerson to stay in the lineup. Yeah, I remember that Chipper Jones left field experiment. <laughs> I was about to say, well, how many people I remember do remember that? that? <laughs> dude, I can't remember his name. Who they put at third base and they moved Chipper out there. Um, well, I was glad that was over with. Anyway, Corey, listen, uh, keep yourself kind of flexible. If you could, we might have to reach out to you tomorrow. We've already given you a heads up on that, so get some more knowledge. Of course, before, from the Diamond, every Sunday, 5 p.m., right here, Corey McCartney, Grant McCauley. Have yourself a big day, man. And where are the, are the kids still off this week or travel team playing somebody? Yeah, we're off this week. I had them doing overhead squats. We're doing all the all my CrossFit workouts. So I'm, Tra- I'm building little machines. Travel season starts after Labor Day, sir. All just right, so well, that you know. All right. Yeah, that's right. You're you're an ump for it. An ump for that. Stuff. And I still haven't bumped into this guy on the field yet. I don't know what I'm gonna do when the first time I'm at a plate meeting and here comes Corey McCartney with, with the lineup card. I'm gonna say I gotta recuse myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Corey, have a big day, man. Thanks as always. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.